Hello everyone, um, it's Jade here from Down in Ivy Bridge again. Um, somehow Ed's managed to get me back on the air. I thought my career in podcasting was over, but clearly not. Um, so today we, ha- we have Ed with us, I'll be interviewing Ed. Everyone knows him in Blue Sky as, I uh, suppose, the guy who's running around trying to get everyone involved in all kinds of crazy things. Um, and that's actually why we're, we're interviewing Ed today. A uh, really port- important part of fostering and social work, um, participation. So Ed, do you want to introduce yourself and give a little bit about participation and why it's important to you? can do god it feels really weird being on the other end of this um i feel like i've actually got to think now um yeah so um well for those of you that don't know my name is ed and uh, i'm the training and participation manager um at blue sky which i'm sure everybody hears me ramble on about often enough um so i'm but i'm so i'm really lucky here that my job is split into two parts um obviously the first part is um looking after the training of all our carers once they've gone through panel um so trying to hold that all together and find ways of making sure that people can uh, you know, develop um, develop themselves professionally and personally um, throughout their fostering careers. And then the second part is participation. Um, so the engagement of uh, all the young people um, in stuff across Blue Sky. Yeah. Okay. And in terms of when you started at Blue Sky and you came in, was participation your your role in the beginning or is that something that you kind of figured out as you went along? Like, yeah, this is really like up my street and this is something that I'd want to be involved in yeah so that's a really interesting question so um i've been here now for about seven and a half years and um when i started here i was employed as our first individual worker so when we started our therapeutic fostering service um i came in as an individual worker so working one-to-one with our young people that were on the tlc program so participation when i first heard it first heard the word banded around i thought what 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 on earth is that yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I had no idea but it turns out that as I spent my first few years here, some of the work that I was doing was more and more taking us down the route of bringing young people together in groups to work on something, basically. Um, and it's kind of gone from there and kind of snowballed quite quickly. So I was taken out of my role as an individual worker and then just given the job of just looking after participation. So when I first started, we had things like we had our magazine, which at the time was called Little Peeps. Um, and we also had some questions in our recruitment, um, in our form F assessment from some young people. Um, and we also did our events and stuff like that as well that we do. So, you know, our events that are still running now. So, um, we had some stuff, um, and then it just kind of snowballed really. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've been involved in one of the participation days that you ran down in Ivy Bridge and I thought it was a brilliant day some of the young people really got on board with it and even the ones that uh, found it more tricky like to engage and stuff like that I thought the activities that you brought and the energy that you brought really helped that so what kind of strategies do you think that you can you know that you offer that brings how can we bring children on board with this because um, some of the young people we had were like, no, no, like I don't, I don't want to go, but actually came and had a, had a really good time. So how do you do that? I wing it. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I think to kind of answer that question, honestly, I need to go back to my early career um, when I got one of my first jobs. So I used to be a football coach. And um, the reason I was a football coach is because I was desperate to be a footballer and uh, wasn't that good at it. Um, I was my mum and dad had say a different story. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I wanted to be involved in it in a way that, um, you know, I, I could 
I wanted kids to learn football through having fun. And I used to teach three-year-olds how to play football. Now, for anybody who's ever worked with three-year-olds and tried to teach them to play football, it's, it's incredibly difficult. It's like herding cattle. Um, <laughs> so I went down the avenue of, well, actually, the football is almost the second thing here. It's not the main focus. The main focus is the kids having fun. And if the three-year-olds are having fun, they are eventually going to learn to like football and they're going to be doing the things that they're doing whilst we've got a football at their feet. So I stripped it back to its bare basics. And we used to, um, you know, we'd have a disco. So rather than having, you know, a disco, the kids would have a football at their feet. And, you know, we'd make up dance moves that would go with what it is they're doing. So, you know, like, I don't know, God, back then it might have been things like the cha-cha slide. So you do the moves, but with a football at your feet. Now, if I said to those group of children, right, guys, you're three years old, but you're going to dribble in a straight line round this cone and then come back. They'd all look at me as if to say, you are a moron. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. So by putting the emphasis on fun, whatever it is you're trying to do underneath that is going to sink in better. And that goes for the same for carers as well. Is if, we're t- if we're trying to teach you something, if you're enjoying whilst you're doing it, it almost doesn't feel like you're learning. So to bring groups of kids together to say, right, we are going to look at this corporate parenting policy document on a projector screen and we're going to sit around a table and you're going to look at it and I want you to change some of the words in. All you're going to get is you're going to get, you might get one or two young people that, that are like, yep, yeah, okay, that's interesting. But the majority of them are going to look at you and say, well, what, 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 does this, what does this mean to me? So by keeping it, by putting fun at the, for, at the forefront, you're more likely to get more honest and quality stuff out of the kids. By, so by, by engaging them, I think you get better, better responses, um, better outcomes from, from what it is you're trying to do, I think. Yeah, I think that's really interesting, actually, and, and a, a great way to, to do it. And um, that's kind of in terms of like when I work with kids as well, we have to see them alone. And um, if I was to sit down with the child and say, you know, ask those age old questions, do you feel safe? Um, you know, what kind of looking after things do your carers do for you? Um, you know, those kinds of questions. Uh, the quality of answers that you get is 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 not great but actually no, it, it's not it's not out... because you're, you're, you're not you're not engaging them in a way that works for them so one of the things i always sort of say is like you know say you're, you're having a meeting um with a group mm. of professionals about a young person meetings are generally designed to work for us as adults because it works for us with our papers and our pens and mm. our agendas and all this kind of stuff whereas actually how can you make that work for for the kid or the young person that, that, that's there. And, you know, sometimes we might send out, um, you know, questionnaires for kids before they go into a meeting, you know, to say, you know, describe how you're feeling, draw a picture of, you know, what it's like living here. And for some kids, that's really difficult to just kind of say, well, if someone, if someone put a piece of paper in front of me now and said, how are you feeling? Draw how you feel. And I'd be like, oh, I'll just draw a stick man. But what does that really mean? What if, my, what if my art skills aren't good enough to articulate how it is that I'm feeling? What I need is I need somebody alongside me who can help bring out the best in me. And I think what's really important with anything that we do across Blue Skies is that we're trying to bring out the best in our kids. Because when we were talking to Lena in the most recent one of these, um, she said that sometimes kids might have had to have suppressed what's special and unique and individual about them. And we need to give them the opportunities to do that. Now, it, it's all well and good and easy for me to say that, but sometimes you have, to, you have to win over the carers and the other staff to then get the kids on board. Because, you know, if I send something out and say, hey, guys, it's really great if you could all come along to this, that kid might not know me. 
or they might just look at me and go, why has he got floppy ears? Um, so it's almost that extra layer of those staff and carers that are working with those kids to do that kind of trying to bring it to life, I guess, really, so that they um, so that we can get the kids there. Because getting the kids there is the most difficult part, I would say, getting the kids actually to where it is um, we're doing something. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. So I suppose what you're saying in terms of adults around a child being able to enter a child's world rather than put the expectation on them to enter ours, like, you know, come and sit at this table and um, hold a pen and make some notes. Actually, what you're saying is like, let's flip it. Let's, you know, how can we make this good for them? Yeah, because it, it, it's their it's their thing. And we can we can have our meetings and our discussions and all like that, but it needs to work in a way for them. To, to, and again, the example that I've drawn that back from previously is, I used to, um, part of my job used to be, I used to run kids' birthday parties for anything from, again, like two-year-olds. You've done a bit to, of everything, Ed, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, up to sort of 17-year-olds. And what I used to do is, I used to, I used to train people how to run these, these parties for kids, basically, as well. And what I'd yeah. say is I'd say, right, let's, let's decorate this room. So let's decorate this room with balloons and, you know, just, just do it in the way that you think it looks good. So we do it all and we go out the room and I say, right, now we're going to walk into this room. I said, but we're not going to walk into this room stood up because that's not how tall our three-year-olds are when they come in. So let's get down. So we'll make everyone get on their knees and, and, and shuffle into the room. And how the room looks is completely different because the first thing you would see in some of the rooms where these parties would run would be under the table and there'd be rust and there'd be dust on the floor. So what we'd say is take those balloons down from the top and put them on the floor. Make the stuff that when that kid walks into the room, they have to engage with the balloons that are on the floor. You know, they've got to kick them out of the way. They need to move them. There's stuff that's at a lower level. There's things that's on the floor. There's things that's on the table that they can get to because having the bunting up is great. And it's not saying to not have that, but look at it from their perspective and to actually relate it back to a kid's party of when they come into the room, what does it look like to them? What does that room look like to, to a child that we call into a meeting when they have been taken out of their class to come and have a meeting with, you know, with professionals around the table. And I'm not suggesting that we go into every lack of you and put balloons on the table. <laughs> but what, I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is, is what works for them? Um, and looking at it truly from their perspective and not just saying, oh, I wonder what that might be like. An- another example is um, is things like our young person's voice that we do every summer holidays, which we take around to all the areas, is one of the things there that we do is say to the say to all the, all the staff in Blue Sky, what are some of the problems and some of the, some of the things that you're, some of the issues and challenges that you're facing now? And if I literally just gave those to the kids and say, right guys, these are some of the things that um, Blue Sky are struggling with, some of our colleagues, some of the staff, how can you help us? They're not going to be invested in that question. They're just going to see it as another adult giving them something to tick a box to ask them something. So mm-hmm. what we did is we played, um, we played beer pong um, without the beer and literally put, put the question in a plastic cup. And then it's, it's a competition between two, kids, two teams of kids to chuck their ping pong balls into the cups. And if they get it in the cup, they get to keep the cup. And then what they're doing is, yes, they're keeping a cup, they're playing again, but they're also keeping the question. They then own that question. And then what their job is then is to answer that question as a team. So you, it's just that other layer. Essentially, what I'm doing is asking a kid a question. <laughs> but yeah, much more honest answers if you've got them in a mindset of this is fun, this is engaging. Yes, I'm being asked, you know, how can I best support a carer when they are tired or something? 
they're not going to buy into it the same way as if they do as if they've got some investment in what it is that's going on mm. first like ownership yeah like you said like that's their question at that stage isn't yeah. it because they've they won it they've won that question yeah. in a fun game um and i think that's really important and the same and to relate it back to training you know like our, our our staff team day that we do it's important to have fun because not all the messages that you give will stick but what will stick is 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 the key things that you take from that and it's the same same for kids and the, the reason we put stuff on is because we want to find that little spark within them within them or that thing that makes them go yeah i've got something that you know it might not be necessarily what it is we're doing um and it's just a t it's a small piece of the puzzle as well and i think for me going into the offices and doing it is i then might go away but all those staff and those carers that come along will have that shared memory and that shared experience with those kids that have been there. And that allows you to develop your relationships locally with those young people, which I think is really important. Yeah, definitely. And I think as well, that in terms of, so we do, you come down and you do that brilliant day and we get some fantastic views from, from the children. And then I think as well, the important bit about like following it up. So can you think of anything where you've come out of something like that and you've got some views of some children it's actually made like a, a difference in the company or yeah or in the agency definitely so um <clears throat> a real good example for me is um one of the last year one of the young people said to us um they thought that i mean i'm going to paraphrase slightly but it was something on the lines of that you know when 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 blue sky staff work together then things in that kid's life gets resolved quicker so if I've got, a, if a young person's got a problem and they come to somebody and ask them, if that person try and deals with that problem themselves, it's going to take longer for them to solve that problem. And that really hit home with me because a few years ago when I did a DV expedition, now <laughs> risk assessments are not my strong point at all. Uh, I'm not good at it. I'm not good at it. Um, and I felt that it was my place to get it done. Like, no, I'll, I'll lock myself in. I'll do it myself. I don't need any help and I'll just get on with it. And what that did is that risk assessment consumed so much of my time that it left gaps in other areas of, um, of, of my planning for expedition. And Nikki, who's our registered manager, is she is, you know, I'm trying to think of a good, uh, a good, a good way to describe. She's, she's good at risk assessments. She's not good. She, she, she understands. And I understand what, what, what needs to go into a risk assessment. But I just struggle to to get my words down. Now, if I'd have gone to Nikki sooner and asked for her help, that risk assessment could have been done in probably half the time um, and therefore there wouldn't have been as many gaps in my other planning for my um, expedition mm. so that really hit home for me and since then you know now if anything uh, there's somebody at, um, at Blue Sky I won't, I won't name his name but he calls me a farmer um, because he's not because of my accent um, but because I like to farm things out to other people and the good thing about being a farmer is you get someone to help you and then you bring it back in and then you can then, you know, distribute your, 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 uh, I was going to say your corn or whatever, but do you know what I mean? So that, that, that really stuck with me. Um, another one is probably taking a lot of the things that things like our core values and how we, we talk about that with our staff, but we need to translate that in a way that it makes sense from our kids. So in our staff inductions, we, um, we talk about what the core values, how the kids have interpreted them and say, look, this is what we think these mean. This is how it relates to us. Mm. Um, so things like, you know, standing shoulder to shoulder, actually we stand shoulder to shoulder with our kids and getting young people to understand when they hear us saying things like that, they're like, Oh, this is what it means for me. Um, so yeah there's lots of like little examples and stuff like that but even down to our marketing and how we recruit carers um, a few years ago one of the kids said to us that um he found that when 
he hears an advert on the radio or sees an advert for fostering, he always seems, he said it always seems to be presented in a negative way um, or like quite a sad thing. And then mm. one of the other kids piped up and said, yeah, it's, um, it's like I live with my best friend's parents. And I oh, went, yeah. oh, I went, ah, oh, cool. Okay. So all that kind of stuff. And then the conversations we've had, and then gets just passed on to the guys in marketing and say, look, when we're advertising, our, our children are seeing our adverts for being a foster carer and how does that come across to them how does that come across when they see adverts you know to say a b and c about fostering so it's those things to consider that um you know stuff like that does get picked up by by our kids so that really that really hits home with me um and i think what's really important as well is is who we get to attend those things with kids is that you know we always get one member of staff from each department within blue sky to come along and attend as well because Sometimes, you know, the guys that work in our recruitment might have, might, you know, they might never meet our kids to understand what it is actually, what, what, what important role they play in uh, finding a home for that young person. So, yeah, you know, whether it's Rupert or Nikki or, um, or Amanda or whoever coming along, alongside somebody from each department to say, actually, do you know what? I am a part of this. And, and you know, that's good for like sort of a bit of, bit of um, reminder of why we do our job when you meet some of our, you know, amazing young people it never ceases to amaze me what stuff they come out with um so yeah that, that's how i feel about that <laughs> for sure you know kids have the best ideas actually i always yeah. think that well <laughs> they always they're, they're, always think we're the experts but actually God, yeah. um and, and you know like i remember being a kid and my dad said well i know this and i know that and, and i do the same now i'm like well i know that because i'm an adult and you think oh actually no you don't um, <laughs> i've got i've got this video um <clears throat> which is from um a disability uh, disability sports charity and we use it in national minimum standards training to talk about why it's important that we listen to the kids and in there there's this little golden nugget of information and this kid's talking about why he gives feedback to his coaches after um after their training and he says like well basically i'll paraphrase again he basically says well we're the ones playing the game um and yeah. it's, you know so it's important that our coaches know what we are what we're enjoying and, and what we think we could offer our kids our kids are you know are our there are there are players in our team um yeah. and we are all in this together and we should listen to those people that are on our team that look at things a different perspective to us as well much like the three-year-old's birthday party their perspective of what is going on when they enter that room is completely different to us us as, us as adults sitting on our little pedestals thinking that we know the answers to everything um because we don't 100 percent. i completely agree with all of this and I, I think at blue sky we are really good actually at getting our our kids involved in um in so many things you know they're involved in that the activities and how we choose our events and, and what we do with them so i do think you do really well at like putting that down to the the hubs yeah. um but i was just thinking like what do you think that like in terms of like practitioners and, and carers even people who will listen to this from blue sky like what can we do more of um to, to support that participation participate <laughs> <laughs> no it, it, it's that it's it's the more people that we get singing the same singing from the same song sheet and the more people that we get that when something comes out from from me or from somebody in your hub that says that we're going to do this it's not just looking at it as you know say um you guys down in devon you've got what's the name of that the the activity theme park that you've got down near you um um woodlands yes so, 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 so to not just look at it as that it's what else is going on in between that you know if i use an example for me you know we've, we've got portland's park near us so if i use portland's park parking as, as an example is 
if I've got a 15-year-old boy in placement, you know, I'm probably going to be sexist here, but whatever. If I've got a 15-year-old boy in placement who plays Fortnite all the time, and I say mm. to him, oh, we're going to go to Port, we're going to go to Peppa Pig World. Do you want to come? No. <laughs> it's, 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 you, you, that's down to the carers. You guys as carers have got to work out the best way to get in there. But it's the other stuff that goes within that. It's when you get there, what do you do? Do you stick with your, um, you know, do you try and find other young people for your young person to, to make friends with? Do you look out for that other young person that's got their hood up like, oh, this is, this is crap, I don't want to be here. Um, do you try and connect them together and then so that they can then build their friendship so that the next time something is on, they want to go again? Um, you know, and, and, and I think it's for us as staff and for carers to, to, to put ourselves out there. Nobody likes walking into a room and being, not knowing anybody. And that's difficult as a, as, a, as a staff member. And I can imagine that's difficult as a carer. If you take a young person along and they don't want to engage with other people, you've got to kind of fill that gap in for them. And the same with us as staff. And so to go back to your question, because I've kind of gone off on a tangent, I think it's trying to look at what else is going on. It's not just an event. An event, you go to an event to have fun, but actually what we're doing is when we put stuff like that on, we're bringing people together that have got shared experiences. And um, I think it's important that we realise that we use that time to make those connections with other kids, with other carers, so that our kids can feel like... I will use a really good example, actually. Um, Last year, um, my wife and kids we went to the one of the events with the port slade team the brighton team and we went to um not catch and uh, there's a couple of kids who um older kids who were playing on the soft play and who were then in the mornings were like oh this is a bit lame this place isn't it like they're doing a caterpillar ride on a tractor by the afternoon they'd regress so much they're laughing around and giggling and joking mm. and that's because of the hard work that their two sets of carers put in to bring them together um and that's what they got out of it now those guys will stay friends um and the next time we put something on they're more likely to go and that's that's not because what we did as blue sky that's what the carers did to go we're going to make sure that they you know get together and by the end of it like i say they're running around like two six-year-olds and they're like two 15 year old like i don't need to talk to anybody man um so yeah that's what that's yeah it was quite nice standing back and seeing that and going cool that's why that's why we put it on yeah that yeah that sounds great so basically like it's it's everyone as a team trying to get everyone involved and sometimes it is it is like pulling teeth with, with some of these kids and yeah i remember one from our event who's really kind of like not wanting to get involved but we managed to do it in the end and uh he had a really good time um so I think as well, so I think as well, so just just to just to interrupt, it's um it's about finding the white the the white the right way to get them involved as well. And a real good example of that is if we were to use something that we're doing at the moment, which is the, the Blue Sky Weekly magazine. Not every kid wants to have their picture um or video put in stuff, so it's trying to find those things that they do that we can then sort of do that not for them, but to find an alternative way for the, them to be involved. Much like the project that we're trying to set up with um with Rick, like a, writing a song across Blue Sky. Yeah. every kid wants to sing and that's cool that's fine so it's trying to get those kids you know could, could they write some lyrics could they send a video of them clapping their hands could they design the artwork could they you know there's not there's more than sort of um you know one one way to do things so it's trying to find those other ways and thinking outside the box so you know say say kids love youtube and want to be youtubers well, making youtube videos doesn't take five minutes you know you need to learn how to write scripts you need to learn how to edit video you need to learn how to edit music you need to learn how to make creative content that people want to listen to. 
So when a kid says they want to be a YouTuber, it's like, cool, well, let's look at some of those other things. And then that just might be the spark that, you know, makes them come out of themselves a little bit and develop for the future, which I think is really important. Sorry, Jade, I interrupted you. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's basically what I was, was getting at is, um, you know, how, how great it is that we can think of our kids individually and find their niches and, and really try and work on that at Blue Sky. And we can see that with the talent show we did. Yeah, um, definitely. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So what I'll do, Ed, is because I'm not very good at the timing, but I think we're about there. But I was going to say before we go, in terms of participation, young person on the next podcast. How about yes. that? Yeah. So that's something, <laughs> that's something that I'm working on at the moment. Um, I've got a young person who um, we've muted the idea um, about it with them before. So I've got a, I've got a couple of things to jump through. We've also got um, there's uh, we've got a care leader who writes a blog for us um, on our website. So if anybody's not heard or sorry, not read that yet. Um, I check that out and um, it's going to be really interesting to look at things from her perspective at this time um, as a care leaver um, and what it's like for her. So um, she'll be, hopefully we're just at the moment, um, she's agreed. So we're just arranging a date and a time that, that works for her. So yeah, that'll be, that'll be on here soon. All right. Brilliant. Oh, and yeah, send, send that link out and we can distribute it to all of our, all of our carers because that sounds really interesting. But but yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing your views today. No, thank you. And uh, yeah, if it was weird being on the other end. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I've quite enjoyed it, actually. <laughs> good, good, good. Well, no excuses now. You can, we'll get you on more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, excellent. Thanks, Jay. Cheers. Bye. Bye.